What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Jake Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jake Rainey, on this Thursday, June 4th edition of the podcast, the 100th episode of the Jake Podcast. Round of applause, round of applause, congratulations. Yes, um, 100 episodes, I've had so much fun doing this. It's taken a lot longer to get here than I originally thought. I used to do this podcast weekly, now it's you know, it's kind of bi-weekly with you take a break for vacation here or there. You take a break because you forgot about it or there's less to talk about. Whatever the reason might be. But I'm at 100 episodes and I couldn't have done this without you guys. Maybe I could have, but no, uh, for real. I, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, anyone who ever bought a t-shirt from me, uh, shared my post, asked a question, came on as a uh, as a guest... You all have been great, and I really appreciate it. I, you know, started this because a couple people, you know, a couple family members, cousins, you know, aunts and uncles close to me just said, you know, you should just do something. Just do it for fun. And Derek Brainy, the guy who created the artwork for the podcast, was the one who said, like, why not just do it? Why not just make a podcast? And uh, that's where it started. And 100 episodes later and 12 mini episodes and countless interviews and one-minute movie reviews, and I'm here. So I'm really, I really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening and putting up with my crap. And and every time I say it's only going to be 45 minutes, and it turns out to be closer to two hours. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I had a big plan for what I wanted to do this episode, and uh, it was going to be, you know, this big celebration of 100 episodes, something circling around the 100. Um, uh, but something happened this week, and uh, well, not this week, but last week on Memorial Day, and uh, it, unless you're living in a bunker uh, somewhere and have no access to the internet, news, social media, really basically sunlight, uh, you obviously know about George Floyd and what happened with him getting killed at a just typical police arrest that used way too much force and, uh, you know, basically turned into murder because of the excessive force used by the Minneapolis police last Monday. Um, so originally I, I had different plans for this podcast, but, uh, you know, I wanted to make it a special one. And it turns out that's exactly what this became is this special, you know, this is going to be the most important podcast I ever record because we're addressing real issues. This isn't talking about, you know, my top five sports, you know, whatever, or, or, or my favorite sporting event coming up this week or, uh, a movie review. This is real stuff. This is really important issues that, you know, affect different people in different ways. And, uh, everyone's kind of chiming in right now. And a lot of people have different things to say. Um, I'm going to put out what I think I'm going to say what I have to say. And, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people are going to, uh, you, you, you know, listen to what I have to say and think, you know, oh, this or that. But you know what? It I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to lay it out really easily. And, and you know, hopefully you guys hear what I have to say and, and think I'm, I'm, I'm right. Uh, and if you don't think I'm right, like, that's OK. Like I, the point isn't to be the point isn't to force people to believe in what you believe in. The, the point of all of this that's going on right now is to create a better world than the one we have. 
Because that's the one thing that's really undeniable is that there is this huge divide and there's not equality and there's not the freedom that we claim to have in America. You know, we talk about being the land of the free and the home of the brave. And for the, you know, for the first time in my life, it's become abundantly clear that that is not the case here. Now, you know, I'll talk about my upbringing, right? I'm a, I'm a white kid from Spring Lake, New Jersey, uh, a pretty sheltered upbringing. My parents provided very well for me and they set me up at nice private schools my entire life. I never went to a public school. I went to 17 years of Catholic school and, uh, and, and I thank them for that. And I, and I love them and I love everything, all the decisions they made for me. But with these decisions came, you know, kind of like a sheltered environment where I didn't see everything that's really out there in the real world. And that wasn't ever an issue, you know, that that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with the way my parents brought me up. They, they did a great job of teaching me to treat everyone equal and, and that everyone deserves a fair shot. And that's the way I always give everyone. I say everyone has a fair shot in my eye. I don't care what gender, what race, what nationality, how big you are, how small you are, what the color of your hair is. Really, I treat everyone the same until they do something that prevents me to do that anymore. I give everyone a fair, clean slate. However, that's not the world we live in. I wish we could all be that naive. And that's part of the problem when people say all lives matter. So that's one issue I want to bring up right now. Um, it's true. All lives matter. We can all agree on that. Like there's there's nothing controversial about those three words in a row. So there's nothing wrong with that except that when people say that in rebuttal to Black Lives Matter, that's the issue. Because it's like you're saying, listen, th- like, Uh, Sam had a great analogy and Sam has been really great in this whole thing. She's been, you know, this has hit her like emotionally because she has made it like, you know, very clear to me and, and to the people around her that she wants to understand so much more than she has in the past. And throughout the last year or so, or whenever she started doing this, she has watched a ton of documentaries. She's read a lot of books and, um, she's basically opened up her mind to things that we didn't know before. And she's given me a really good angle of, of a lot of things I've missed in the past. Um, you know, but, but Sam pointed out something to me where it's, I don't know if she found it on, on Instagram or, 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 uh, TikTok or t- Twitter or, or Facebook or basically just on online or, or someone shared it somewhere. But she said, you know, it's like if someone were to go put out a fire on a house and someone that's in a perfectly fine house says, whoa, 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 why are you putting that fire out? And the guy said, oh, well, I'm putting out the fire because it's on fire. And he's like, well, why aren't you putting out the fire in my house? And the guy says, well, there is no fire in your house. There's no fire to put out. He's like, yeah, but doesn't my house count just as much as that counts? It's like, yes, it does, but we don't need to address your house right now. Your house isn't on fire. And it, I, I don't know. I mean, that's like a, you know, uh, a portion of what the conversation went like but sam, but sam made a great point in that because it's it's about the timing of it it's not about the phrase all lives matter versus black lives matter it's the timing because people are only saying all lives matter right now because they 
don't understand that Black Lives Matter isn't isn't to say that they're the only lives that matter. It's just to point out that they feel like they haven't mattered. And that can't exist in our world. We can't live in the land of the free and the home of the brave where at a typical traffic stop, I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried about my life when I'm stopped by a police officer. I'm worried about what what was I doing wrong? Am I going to get a ticket? And do I have like, you know, do I really have to deal with going to a courthouse or showing up or, or paying a lawyer for something like those are the things I worry about when I get pulled over. I've never once considered, you know, being fearful of my life. And that's not the same for every American. So that's why Black Lives Matter is the, is the phrase and not all lives matter. Again, there's nothing wrong with with the words all lives matter in a row. It's just that when you use them in retaliation to Black Lives Matter, that's the problem because it shows you're not listening. And that's and and ultimately, that is really where this all goes down is, are you listening right now? You know, a lot of people aren't listening. And we need to be better at that because we see people like professional athletes that talk too much. And I'll admit in the past, I've talked way too much. You guys know that. I mean, you listen to this podcast, you know, Jake talks too much. Um, and that's okay because I'm understanding that I'm listening and I'm learning and I'm educating myself and it's good. It's good that I'm evolving from what I know and from what I, I thought I knew, you know, I didn't like, you know, we go back however many years ago, seven years ago, six, uh, you know, five, six years ago, I, I forget the actual date, but when Colin Kaepernick knelt, I felt like it was disrespectful. But it was because I didn't understand. I didn't really fully understand what he was doing. And then when I listened to what he said, why he was doing it, right? He said, well, I'm doing this because I want to open up a, a dialogue or a conversation. And, and what I'm you know, doing isn't, uh, isn't in protest of the military. It's in protest of how black people are getting treated by police officers. And... I, like many other people, saw that as just disrespectful. And I'm I'm now seeing, like, I get it now, right? You know, he points out, you know, and, and it took a while for a lot of people to get it. But it's because I don't have to deal with the same shit that a lot of people deal with. That a lot of, you know, people deal with that with the police, right? Like, um, so, you know, and this is like, you know, and I'm being very careful about what, I, what I'm saying because I don't want to slip up. I know, you know, we live in a, a society where if you say three words in a row that sound badly in a two-hour podcast, the only thing that matters are the three words you say wrong in a row. So I'm, I'm being very careful. That's why I'm, you know, slowing down and stuttering and stopping at different points. But, but like, I understand what, where Colin Kaepernick was coming from. And you see it now everywhere. And I hope a lot of athletes kneel this year. And I hope the NFL doesn't blackball him or or whoever. They're not going to be able to because there's going to be so many athletes. You have a lot of big-time athletes speaking out. I mean, LeBron James is posting a lot, and that's LeBron James. You know, it all all this has, has to happen is, is LeBron or a couple athletes say, listen, we're not playing in basketball anymore if – this is the country we live in because we're fearing. And then all of a sudden, you're going to see some radical changes if LeBron and Chris Paul and Steph Curry and all of these big-time athletes are saying, you know what, I'm out. I'm out. It's not worth it. 
you know, they've made $30 million a year for the last couple of years. They're like, you know what? I want to create real change. And LeBron has done that through his school, but, um, you know, that's, that's through schools. I mean, if you want to create a change with violence, that's a whole, uh, that's a whole nother level of issue that he could be doing. So, um, but I, I got a little off track. What I was saying was my upbringing, right? The point of me bringing up my upbringing before was, you know, I didn't understand it because I had this wife privilege and I didn't, I didn't want to admit this when Sam pointed out white privilege to me, like a couple months ago, like it, it kind of bothered me. Cause I was like, I hate the phrase privileged, right? Because, you know, I, I, I respect and appreciate everything that's been given to me and that everything that's been granted my way and the opportunities I've been granted. I appreciate that all. I know how lucky I am to be where I am. I know how lucky I am to be in the shoes I am in. So like when I hear that, like, oh, you're privileged, it makes me think like they, they don't know me. You know, I, I, that pisses me off because you don't know me and you're talking about me like you know me. But it's true because the definition of white privilege is that you don't have to worry about the same things and that, you know, African-Americans have to deal with on a regular basis. They don't have that privilege that I have. So it's right. It's true. It sucks. I don't look. I don't want to have a bigger privilege than anyone else. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want people to suffer where I don't, you know where I have these opportunities that people don't. I don't want that. I want to live in a place where it's as simple as treating everyone the same, you know, because that's that's how my mindset works. I treat people the same. I want to be treated the same. And you're not seeing that right now because it's not there. You know, so that's a problem. And that's something that like, you know, we have to, that's the real issue is that we are, we're not in a fair country there are people that are living in fear, and that's why this all exists, all right? Okay, and a small, real small, quick issue I want to address. You know, um, you know I'm not going to name names, but we have a friend who didn't understand the black box, you know, that's on Twitter. And you're like, and, and this, is, this is typical of any time awareness is being raised. People are like, oh, you know, what, what is that doing? What is that? It's like, it's like, first of all, the black box that went up on Tuesday and it was um, like the blackout Tuesday or I forget what, what the hashtag was like Tuesday blackout, but we all did it. And you, if you scrolled on Instagram, you saw a ton of it because everyone wanted to be a part of it. Um, and multiple things about that. Number one, it's to promote. It's first of all, one. All right. Number one. It's to stop talking about yourself and to listen, right? Because everyone that posted that, they didn't post anything else that day. They posted the black box and they listened to the things that mattered because it wasn't about us. It was about listening to the real issues. So if, so if you don't understand that, you missed the main point of this is that the black box, you put it up on Tuesday and you didn't post anything else unless it was to promote what was going on and to say, Hey, if you want to donate and if you want to make a change, here's what you do. Here's where you go. And that's the only thing outside of the actual blackbacks. It's not people quoting or uh, you know quoting what they've got going on soon. It's not posting the shot glass of the day. It's not posting a picture of you on vacation. It's posting the only things that matter right now. 
And I thought it was great because the only things, you know, I scrolled Instagram and the only things I saw were black boxes or things to actually help and things that actually mattered. And there were a couple pages like meme pages that didn't participate. And I was like, well, shit, you know, not everyone's participating. So you see some memes, but those stick out as ones that aren't participating. So like, okay, then I noticed that. So that's just the first side is, is clearing it basically like, you know, basically clearing the runway so that the only things that are landing are the things that matter. So that was the first side of the black box. The other side is like, it's to promote awareness. Every time you see that black box, it's making you think and it's making you talk about it. And the more people that are talking about it, the more it's spreading. And that's just any typical awareness post, whether it's the ice bucket challenge and people are wondering, oh, you're only doing the ice bucket challenge so you don't have to pay the thing. That's stupid. You're supposed to be bringing up money. It's like, no, the idea is that you're spreading it people are seeing it and then everyone's talking about it and then you have enough people talking about it it reaches the people that are going to donate and then you donate and then it's a whole big thing right that's the reason for things like the ice bucket challenge and that's the reason for this is the black box is that everyone posted it everyone saw it and, and if you didn't know what was going on you see it you then read up on it you find out what's going on you post one because you know, let's face it, in today's day and age, no one wants to be left out in the social media circles, um, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's whether it's just wanting to be part of the the solution, which is the reason, or it's because you don't want to be left out, which isn't the right reason, but we're getting somewhere, right? You know, and that brings me up to a much bigger point is if you're in it for the wrong reason, right? You know, there's a lot of back and forth banter going on. And and I called out a guy that I, I really appreciate and I like his post and he's come on the podcast, but I called him out because all he's done for the last like couple weeks, right. Has been posting, like retweeting something that like is sucks or is stupid or something dumb Trump does. And he's just like SMH, like the world's gone to shit. Like basically that's like every one of his tweets or like, if something bad happens, it's basically like a C told you so. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what's the point of this? You know, is the point basically to say I told you so? Because I've seen that a lot. And, and like, I'm calling you out, Cleveland. Like, I follow a lot of Cleveland sports members. And all, like, the first couple days of this, all I see are... A couple podcasters bragging about dropping followers. They're like, I dropped 30 followers today. Guess I don't need the racists. Be like, okay, all right. Um, Like, is is that it? Like, you're just going to brag about, like, losing followers because you got in arguments with old white guys? Like, that's that's not the point of this. You know? And then other people are, like, basically just, like, calling out haters or other things. And it's like... I'm like still seeing the bickering. I'm still seeing the complaining, the whining from a bunch of like white people that it's frustrating. And I'm like, you know, people aren't unfollowing you because they're racist. They're unfollowing you because you're not part of the solution. And if you're not part of the solution, as we've heard from a lot of people, you're part of the problem. So even though they think they're being great and you think you're being awesome, if you're not going in the right direction, you're not going in any direction at all. And for this, the only way to solve this is going in the one direction and it's together. So, you know, and that brings us to Drew Brees, right? 
So Drew Brees, he was on an interview with Yahoo Finance, right? And uh, he was asked how, and, and the weird thing was, he was asked a question, didn't really answer it, and he still gave a bad answer. So I was like, oh, Drew, you really, really missed the mark here. But he was asked how should the NFL react if a lot of players are kneeling. And the moment I saw this, I was like, how dumb is he to not nail this answer? This is easy, especially for an NFL quarterback who's been in the league for 20 years, who's been playing football, you know, probably with, with, uh, you know, I mean, I assume he played football with, you know, black people and, you know, in high school. I know he did in college and he has since the pros, but all he has to say is this, and it's really simple and say, you know what? The NFL has to take a stand because we are 80% or I really don't know what the number is to be honest, but he has to say something like we are, you know, blah, 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 percent African-American. And that's a majority of this league. And the rest of us that aren't African-American are a majority outside of this league. And we need to realize that out there we're getting treatment that our majority isn't getting. So we need to stand together because this cannot go on any longer. So I stand with my brothers. I stand with our brotherhood of the NFL because this cannot go on any longer. And the NFL should back their players with majority being African-American because this is unacceptable. That's quick. That was it. It was 30 seconds. It was simple. And that's all Drew Brees had to say. Then he could go into and say, you know, if they ask him, are you going to kneel? He would say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to kneel. I'm going to find my own ways to speak. Um, and, and you know what? He could even avoid saying I'm not going to kneel because people will just highlight Drew Brees says I'm not going to kneel. And then that's bad. So um, he could say, you know what? I'm going to find ways and I have my ways of spreading awareness and changing this. Um, during the flag anthem, I will have my hand over my heart. I, I will. Uh, but there are other ways for me to, you know, and, and, and he could deflect that. That's very simple for him to deflect. He's Drew Brees. Like, he's been around the league way too long to miss this one. And instead, he like, you know, they ask him what sh- they should do. And he was like, first and foremost, I do not stand with anyone who's, who doesn't stand for the flag. It's like, oh, Drew, like, it's like, it's okay. Allow people to believe what they want to believe in. And and that takes me to, to my to my next point. Being wrong and being racist are two different things. And people don't want to hear that right now. And a lot of people do not want to hear that right now. But Drew Brees was wrong. He's not racist. He doesn't believe he's better than black people. He's just wrong. And he's just got bad timing. And he's just sheltered and doesn't have to deal with the same shit. But, like, it's obvious Drew Brees isn't racist. Joe Horn pointed it out. Joe Horn black wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints for a number of years, retired a couple years ago. A couple years ago, probably like 10 years ago now, geez. Um, But Joe Horn was like, yo, if you don't, if you think Drew Brees is a racist, you do not know who Drew Brees is because he does way too much for the community of New Orleans, which is way too much for the black community. He's like the NFL's good guy, which made it so surprising that he said these things. And a lot of people are like, oh, you, you know what? The fact that you're surprised like makes you... And it's like, no, 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 no. Shut up for a second and listen. Like, he's he made a mistake. He should not have said that. But Drew Brees has built up so much goodwill that it shows he's not a racist. He's just wrong. 
And being wrong doesn't make you a racist here. It just means you're sheltered, you're uneducated, and you need to be educated. A lot of people called him out. And a lot of people called out other people like Drew Brees. They're saying the wrong thing. And just because you're saying the wrong thing doesn't mean you're racist. It just means you don't know better. And 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 at po- at a point that was me. You know, I called out like Colin Kaepernick because I didn't like it. That didn't make me racist. It just made me wrong. It was like Jake, you're missing the point. And I wish I was told that more. And I was like, you know, and, and to myself, I'm like, what point? What point am I missing? He's kneeling instead of putting his hand over his heart to you know, and he's disrespecting the flag. It's like, yeah, Jake, you know what? You're missing the point. He he does re- appreciate his military, probably. I don't know, but like. It's not about that. It's about he has a platform and this is a chance for him to make a protest. And um, he suffered because of that. And not a lot of people got it. And now people are getting it. So people are now getting it, right? We can all agree on that. You know, people are going on Twitter. They're seeing that there's a difference. You see people doing peaceful protests. And while a lot of the peaceful protests have gone haywire afterwards... And that's gone for multiple reasons, and we'll get into that. But but there have been a lot of peaceful protests that have gone really well. You know, we saw one in Houston where the chief of police spoke with the people beforehand, and he's a minority. And he said, hey, we're not going to trash our city today. You know, we're going to make a peaceful protest because we want that to be the message we send today. And I thought, that, I was like, that's perfect. That's so good. I wish more people would listen to that. You know, I wish more people would hear like, oh, like, that's right. Like, that's what we want to send out the peaceful protest because you see a lot of these riots and you're like, damn, it's pulling away from the real message. You know, the riots aren't going to be what turns this thing around. It's going to be the protests. And unfortunately, they lead to riots. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people that I know are like, oh, it's so terrible. and Oh, it's so awful to see these riots. And I'm agreeing. I'm like, yeah, it fucking sucks. Like. If the Asbury protest turned into a riot and my house was trashed and my car was flipped over and burned, like, yeah, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. But you have to understand why these things are happening. These riots are happening because people have had enough. Now, there are definitely some bad apples. And I, you know, you say bad apples and everyone's like, oh my God. But hold on. There's some bad apples on both sides of this. There are, you know, for every, you know, police chief that's hugging people beforehand and kneeling with them there's a couple out there that are trigger happy that are like i've seen some shit and i'm not gonna get shot because i was just being nice you know so they like it's unfortunate but that's the truth so there are cops that are like that and then there are rioters and looters that are taking advantage of a situation like jake paul who went to jail what was jake paul doing he was just looting and stealing shit from inside a mall. Or other people that in Atlantic City broke into a van just to steal some shoes. Like, you know, what's the point of that? That's not the message we're trying to send here. Yeah, and, and I think people need to understand that. Because, like, it's okay to hate the rioting. As long as you understand why it's happening. And you understand we have a bigger issue and if we have solved that issue, the riots aren't going to happen. You know, and, and I feel like Sam and I, you know, when we have these conversations, 
we we agree on on the big issues, right? We agree that this is a systematic problem. It needs to change. We need to put our foot in the sand, draw a line, right? Whatever the phrase is, you have to stop it right now. Like we both agree on that. Um, and you know, but like early on, we were talking about it, and she didn't like that so many people were commenting on the riots and not on George Floyd. And I was like, Sam, you know, because when George Floyd happened, it wasn't like huge news yet. Add a couple days later, it's huge news. And then the riots start. And now everyone's and it's the only thing people are talking about because it's huge news now. So um, that was part of that. But also, you know, it's okay to separate the two. You don't have to link every single thing because people love to draw conclusions. But just just judge things based on what they are and, and the way they're put in front of you, because and I say that it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen because there are way too many people who love to draw their own conclusions. They love to hear something and conclude with something else. Now, in a perfect world, everyone would just take everything for what's said and for what's printed and for what's right there. But we don't live in that world. You know, so we need to be better. We need to get ahead of things like that. But like the bickering and the complaining on social media, that shit needs to stop. It just just stop it. You're not helping. If you're not helping, you're actually hurting the issue. And that's not just white people. You can be any race and not be helping the issue. And, and like that's serious. And like that's a that's a controversial statement right there, but it's true. J- the color of your skin doesn't give you a right to just basically be or not a right it the color of your skin doesn't determine where you are on this argument like you can be white and be hurting it or helping and you can be black and be hurting or helping the movement you know if someone realizes that they made a mistake let's say drew Brees, you know he, he makes that statement and he fucked up his teammates called him out plenty of nfl players called him out it was all it was everywhere and for basically 16 hours, Drew Brees was the guy that everyone was like, what the fuck were you thinking? But if you made a mistake and you learn from it, that's good. We want that. We want Drew Brees to realize why, he, why what he said was wrong. And that, listen, you're trying to be better. That's what we want, Right. Right? Isn't what this is all about is trying to create a, a talking point, is trying to create a dialogue, a conversation about what's wrong with this world and what we need to fix. And if people are wrong and if people are like they don't get it, what what's the point? What are we trying to do with them? Are we trying to convince them and teach them? Because we should be. We should be trying to talk to the people. Let's say Joe Smith is my friend and he doesn't get it, right? We talked to Joe Smith and he's posting a bunch of shit on Twitter on Blackout Tuesday. And we're saying, Joe, wh- why are you posting? Like, He's like, oh, I just don't believe in that. The point's not to shame Joe Smith at that part. We don't tell Joe Smith, listen, you're, like, you don't get it. You're just a racist and you never will get it. And like, like, and like you're stupid. Like, like shaming that person into Bolivian barstool joke shaming that person into oblivion isn't going to get you anywhere and it's not going to help this 
you know, Drew Brees, he came out with an apology. And I thought his apology was pretty good. Um, because he showed that he was like, my, like, you could tell his heart was not in a bad place. He was just basically saying, listen, this is why I stand for the flag, even though there's no reason for him to say it. Um, but a lot of people, after he said that, came out and like talked about how shitty it was and that they're like, look, no, we heard you the first time. Or like a bitch, please, Drew, like we get you. Like, like, why are you trying to deter that? Why are you trying to deter a white guy that is finally getting it? Shouldn't you be embracing it? Even if he's like, and Jamel Hill calls him fake and Joe Hayden calls him bullshit. Like, and Jabril Pepper says that he like, nah, we don't want you. That's guys, you're missing it. Like, shouldn't you want white people to start to get it? Is that the idea? Because if your only angle is we want to yell at white people, this isn't going to go well. It's not going to go well if the angle is we want to shame white people for years of not getting it. Because then it's that's not going to lead to a, to a reform in policing. It's not going to lead to equality at, you know, basically on everywhere else. You know, we're just going to be where we are now. And for people to have the platform that they have, like Jamel Hill and like these professional athletes, whether ex-athletes or 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 actors, whatever your platform might be, a politician, whatever your platform might be, if you're gonna use it just to shame people and tell them I told you so or you're never gonna understand, like that doesn't help. I'm sorry. I know that you don't want to hear that from white guy Jake from Spring Lake, but like that's just the truth of it. You know, if you have a platform and you use it to yell at people and like, let's say for every Drew Brees, Drew Brees has a ton of fans, a ton of white fans. And if he could teach them, hey, guys, listen, we're missing the point. You know, hey, hey, fans, fans of Drew Brees, we're missing it. And I have made a mistake and I am sorry. And this is why we need to be better. You know, like, that's good. We want that. We want Drew Brees to come out and say things like Patrick Mahomes is saying. And like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are saying. Like, we want them to get it. That's the idea, right? You want people to get it. So why are we shaming people when they start to figure it out? Why? Because they were late to the party? We want them at the party. Being late wasn't good. But being here is more important than not being here. And like, that's frustrating to me. Because... I didn't get it at first, you know, and like, I, I look, I'm, I've never been a racist. I've been wrong. I've been uneducated. I've been, uh, what's the phrase for like, you know, green in the tooth or whatever, whatever the phrases are for inexperienced and not knowing better. Right. That, that was me, but I've learned a lot. I looked it up. I've researched, I've did my homework and I, I'm dating a girl who did it all for me too. But like that helps. You know, it helps to put yourself around people. Should Drew Brees have known a long time ago? Absolutely. Should we deter him from being on the good side of things? What are you fucking nuts? Like, what's your angle? You just want to yell at people? You just want to tell them I'm mad? It's okay to be mad. It is okay to be mad. And you should be mad. But use your platform and be better than that. Be better than than Donald Trump just starting shit for no reason. 
or for taking anything one person says and turning it into a Twitter battle like, you know, trolls will do. Be better than them. You know, challenge yourself. And that's what he did to my friend on Twitter. I challenged him. I said, look, man, I didn't like what you did. And I don't think you know who you are because this is bullshit. So I challenge you to be better tomorrow. I said, wake up tomorrow and be better on Twitter. Was he? Not really. You know, but I don't have the same platform. But maybe the words got to him and maybe one day he'll realize, you know what? I'm not helping. And if I have 18,000 followers, I should be helping more. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, that's my big point is that there's only so much I can do, but I'm going to do it. And deterring people back to what they are used to, not okay. And, and, you know, if you're going to, and I'm calling out people like Martellus Bennett and Joe and Joe Hayden, and, and that was really disappointing from Joe Hayden, who's been so good at so many things. And yet he's like, nah, Drew, no. It's like, no, like, your response shouldn't be that. Your response should be, maybe you get it now, Drew. Or maybe you're starting to see what it's like, Drew. Like, it should be something along those lines. Because you should be promoting change. And more than love and equality, but promoting change. And instead you're just promoting hate, shame, and divisiveness. That's not what we need right now. It's not what this country needs. You know, Martellus Bennett, like, I brought up to Sam. I'm like, Sam, does this sound racist to you? And she was like, no, it doesn't sound racist. And I was like, yeah. You know, he went on a huge spree. He was basically just calling out white people and, and white quarterbacks and and saying, like, oh, the, you know, Baker Mayfield, that guy's a fucking fool. He ain't got no swagger. Like, you know, if he was black, you know, he would never be taken seriously. It's like, he was mad. Martellus Bennett was mad. And it's okay to be mad. He should be mad. He should be pissed off. He should be pissed off every day. But if you really want to make a difference right now, and that's what people are trying to do, you got to be better than just Twitter rants. You know, you got to be better. You should try and educate people. And you should use your teammates. And you should use your white teammates who probably feel guilty right now. And say, hey, listen, you want to be better? Make a change. Make a stance. Kneel with me. Post, you know, Black Lives Matter with just a fist. You know, make some some differences. Speak out. There are so many opportunities. The opportunities for some of these guys are limitless. So to see them fall short is really frustrating. You know, then you have things like, you know, and this goes back to wrong versus racist, right? You have people like Jake Fromm. Boy, you know. He's what, 21, 22 years old, been in the league for two months, not even, not even, one month. And a conversation comes up from a couple weeks ago where, uh, you know, I, I don't really know what the context is. And I'm not, I'm not defending him because he said ultimately that they should make guns more expensive so that only the elite whites can buy them. I mean, Bam, from, you know that's bad. Now, that's racist. What Drew Brees said was wrong. What Jake Fromm said was racist. Now, there were plenty of ways that Jake Fromm's statement could have gone 
where it would have been all right. If you would have said, hey, listen, we should guns shouldn't be as easy to to get. And if people get guns, it shouldn't be like that they're all over the streets. They should be very hard to acquire a gun so that the people that do have guns are held very responsible to them. Like if you wanted to say something about gun control and responsibility, that's one thing. To say that only the elite whites should have them, that's racist. I feel bad. You know, we were Jake Fromm fans, but sorry, Frommy, gonna have to cancel, man, because that's that shit is hard to come back from. Now, this is an opportunity though, because Jake Fromm said that a couple hours ago. And players are catching wind of it. He said because he posted he posted the apology at like 210 or whatever, and it's 621. Um, but he posted an apology, and now it's getting around the circles. His teammates is going to be pissed at him. And he's already just a backup quarterback. And, I mean, you know, so, that, so that's all, all that that is. But, like, the, here's an opportunity for the players. They're going to be so pissed at him. But what do you want to do? Do you want to isolate him? And tell him to like, you know, to fuck off. Yeah, probably. But how great would it be to educate Jake from and to teach him, hey, listen, man, you don't get it. You don't know why what you said was racist. And that's the problem. You know, if I'm Tredavious Way, I'd go right up to Jake from and say, hey, listen, man, that was fucked up. And he goes, yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm really sorry, man. I, and I didn't know what the point I was making. He goes, no, 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 you don't know. And that's the problem. And you're going to have to learn that. Because if you want to be in the NFL where most of the players you go up against and most of the players you play with are black, you're going to have to be better than that, man. Like, And I challenge you to be better. And teach them. And tell them, Jake, why you said what you said, that was wrong because this. Because you, know, you think that only white people can have guns. I mean, some people maybe you're not, you can't even talk to. But you have to try and spread this good message. You have to... Because what's the point of all of this? What is the point of everything that we have going on in our country right now? If it's just going to lead to more divisiveness and more hate. And I feel like a broken record right now. But like this is my ultimate point. Is that right now, we should be trying to better the world. And I'm seeing a lot of that. And I'm proud and I'm happy about that. And I'm seeing Asbury Park's protests go well, and I'm like, that that makes me happy. That makes me happy that the community I am in is, is getting it. You know, where cops are kneeling. You know, I'm seeing my my friend, Asbury police officer, kneeling. And I I love that. Like, that's great to see. And I want more of that. And I want less of the bullshit. Because if I go to Jamel Hill's page or Joe Hayden or Martellus Bennett's page or a couple, plenty of, or, 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 you know, a couple of these white people who think they, their shit don't stink and Cleveland podcasters who think that just because they're angry, it makes them good. I want you guys to be better, right? Can we try and be better? Can we try and make a difference? You know, let's promote this change. Drew Brees was wrong. Let's make him feel why he was wrong and not yell at him for being wrong. All right. And ultimately, maybe we can get to a place where 
policing has to change. And I think these protests go on. I don't want them to stop. I don't think they are stopping either. You know, but we need to cut the shit with the riots. And I know that part of that is white people drumming it up to make it look bad. So it's kind of a vicious cycle when it comes to this. You know, we have peaceful protest and cops. Let's say everything's going well. All it takes is one cop to feel threatened or one person that wants to make the protest go bad, throw a brick through a window, and then all shit goes, you know, hell breaks loose. I understand that this is not easy and that this is going to be a lot of people having to work together, but we've seen it. We've seen it work. We've seen this week that things can be better. We just all need to buy in. And I know that's a little naive to think that. And it's definitely not happening overnight. I'm not stupid. I'm not thinking, okay, can we knock out racism by Monday? That'd be great. It's not happening like that. But if we're not going to try, there's no point of any of it. To just sit back and say, ah, it's not going to work. Like, that doesn't get us anywhere. And if we're just going to take that approach, why not take that approach to everything? Oh, man, I have to get through 20 more emails in the next three minutes. I guess I'll just quit. You know, where, where do we draw the draw line? Now all of a sudden you're the expert on, on how things work. They're like, oh man, we're going to have to convince all these people that that's racist. Nah, it's not going to work. Let's just yell at them instead. Yeah, that's not getting us anywhere. So I challenge you. If you have a platform, and your platform could be a podcast where you get 150 listeners each week. Give or take. If you have a platform, use it to promote good and not show off what's bad. Because there's a difference. There's a difference between showing what's bad and saying it's bad and saying and the difference of what's saying what's good. You know, you might think you're helping, but you might not be. So cut the shit, take some responsibility. And be better. And that's that. This isn't going to end overnight. But. There's no but. Get to work. That's all. All Alright. That was strong. That was uh, 46 minutes of me. uh, Yelling at my computer. I'm a little hoarse. Uh, I do want to do. A little bit of a top five and a one minute movie review. And to do that, I'm going to do a special top five. And this top five is going to be different. It's something that Sam shared with me last week from one of the things she read. Uh, And I'll read it out. You want to be anti-racist. Excellent. Here's an exercise I ask folks to start with when I talk about racism in America. Name three. Okay. Number, and I'll I'll, I'll count down. Number five. Name three black journalists you read or three black websites you follow. Number four. Name three black authors whose books have influenced you. And while you're at it, three people you've shared those books with. Number three. 
Name three tenets of the Black Lives Matter movement. Number two, name three aspects of black culture that you have had to learn and adapt to in order to succeed at your job. And number one, name three racist remarks that you remember hearing, challenging, and you corrected. Now, some of those are going to be easy, and some of them are not. You know, based on where you live, who you work with, you know, there you might not have the same interactions. But this isn't meant to be easy. It's meant to challenge you. It's meant to better you. So this is something simple that we can all do. We can all sit down and be better by reading and by listening. Not that hard. Okay? So, and this person finished up with, see, when I say do the work, I mean do the work. And that work starts with you. If you don't know the answers, now is the time to learn them. Now is the time to address change because it is never, ever too late to begin. This world and the and that awaiting our next generation is counting on you. So let's go and be anti-racism, right? I think that's great. I think that's the best top five we've ever done, right? That's five ways to educate yourself. So I implore not just Drew Brees, but Jamel Hill and the Cleveland podcasters I listen to and my parents, my friends, my cousins, everyone. Just educate yourself. Time to read up. You know, and that includes me too. I have a lot to uh, I have a lot of work to do. Just because I've I've uh, I've changed my tune on some things doesn't mean I can't be better. That that means Sam as well. And that means these professional athletes that are are trying to uh you know out some other athletes. I challenge us. Stick to that top five. That will be good. And that starts a better dialogue and gets us to where we're trying to go, right? Because we're trying to end racism. We're not just trying to not be racist, right? It's it's not being racist, not enough anymore. It's not enough to say, oh, I'm not a racist. No, you need to be anti-racist. I don't know who said that, but I, I heard it recently and I was like, oh, that, that shit's good. Yeah, I like that. So, all right. And finally, I'm going to do a one-minute movie review. Uh, this is actually amazingly ironic because recently Sam and I um, got back to the movie list, right? We have that 100-movie uh, bucket list thing, uh, uniquely crafted individual movies. And we came up, to, you know, and we were deciding which ones to watch. And we're like, okay, well, first of all, let's watch something where um, it's free because I just want to watch a free movie. And um, we we got to decide between two. And it was either going to be American History X, which would be like yeesh ironic right now. But we eventually landed on Boys in the Hood, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Cuba Gooding Jr., um, uh, Ice Cube really great movie and it's you know for me at the time none of this was going on yet right like this wasn't a thing well this was three weeks ago four weeks ago that sam and i watched this what yeah four weeks ago that sam and i watched boys in the hood so a little take on boys in the hood my first note from this movie was that 
There's not many movies that take on such important topics and deliver a good movie at the same time. I said that four weeks ago. And if you don't believe me, go check my Instagram story where I do the 100 movies. It's the second movie in the 100 movies part two, right? So go to 100 movies part two and look at the second movie that I watched. The first one I watched was Fight Club, one of my all-time favorites. And the second one was Boys in the Hood. So, you know, check it out. You know, and it's like, you know, Lawrence Fishburne, he's teaching his son and his son's friends throughout the movie, right? And, you know, he's a, a, a he he's a black man that is divorced, but they still raise their son through two different homes. And early on in the movie, he takes a son, and even though he lives in a more dangerous area, uh, him and his you know ex-wife or, or, you know, not wife, the boy's mom, decide... It's important for him to know his father because not everybody gets that opportunity to have a man in their life and teach that. <clears throat> so uh, my final write-up was that it was a great story that carries an otherwise okay film. You know, there's nothing like, you know, the film was really good, but, um, you know, I think it, the story was like really the thing that really pushed it and carried it. Um, it felt like it was a movie made in the 70s when it was really like a 90s movie. So that kind of like, you know, the... Uh, cinematography aspect I thought could have been better. Um, it was all more so a great lesson in culture than it was entertainment. Larry Fishburne is the man and you really do feel for the characters. Uh, everyone should see it, but probably won't blow you away like others on the list, even if the message is that important. I wrote that three weeks ago. And, you know, with everything going on now, it just magnifies the effects of that movie and the teachings that we see in that one. And I really do think you got to see it. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. It just shows what life was like in the eighties, you know, in the nineties. And it's even worse today, which is makes me, you know, makes you wonder like how, so, you know, watch boys in the hood. It's a great film and it's, uh, it, it's not one of the highest ones on my list, but it's nowhere near any of the bad ones uh, that we've seen on the list so far. But anyway, that was uh, that was the one minute movie review. Uh, again, not really sticking to time constraints on this one because you know this is an important episode. This episode one hundred. So, um, listen, I I think I've said enough this episode. I think it's now time to for me to you know sit back, shut up, and listen. Right. So. Um, Whenever you're listening to this episode, whether it's you know Friday morning, Thursday night when this comes out, Friday morning, or sometime in the future, just remember, you know, we're all on this planet together, right? We don't have anywhere else to go. We're all here. We're supposed to be treating each other equally. We're not. We're supposed to be treating each other how we want to be treated. I, I grew up Christian. And that is the Christian way that I've always tried to live my life by. I wish the world all agreed with me, but it doesn't. So that's why Black Lives Matter exists, because not everybody sees that. <clears throat> if you think all lives matter, good, but don't say it. Right now, we're trying to promote that Black Lives Matter. Understand that. And instead of trying to be the smartest person in the room, go out and try and listen. Right? Like, you know, there's plenty of quotes. You know, Confucius with the, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. 
That kind of applies right now. You know, they they say there's a reason we were given two ears and one mouth. That applies right now. But like, I'm just speaking from experience. You know, as someone who talks way too much, it doesn't hurt to listen. And right now we need that. We need people to sit back and if you're not promoting good change, maybe you should listen to those who are. And try to be part of the solution. Because, like I said, we only, we're all in this together. Whether you like it or not. And if we at least act and try, I mean, then we're going in the right direction. But thank you all for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, we will have more peaceful times ahead. And uh, I do have plans for the 101st episode. Um, you know, hopefully there will be uh, less tension in the air for that one. But I appreciate you all for listening. I hope you hear my words and you know don't think I'm a crazy person. You just think I'm a guy who wants things to be better than they are. So thank you. Talk to you later.